Patriots fans, you are now locked in to the Locked On Patriots Podcast. Foxborough faithful. We are kicking off the week in style with a little Locked On Murph Monday here on the Locked On Patriots podcast, your daily home for news notes and analysis, infused with the occasional opinion on your six-time Super Bowl champions, the New England Patriots. Patriots fans, it's a new dawn and a new week here on the pod, and it promises to be an exciting and big week for your boys in Foxborough. My name is Mike DeBate, your host of the Locked On Patriots podcast, which of course is a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And folks, you know that your team every day means that your questions, comments, and feedback are always welcomed and greatly appreciated. Share that feedback anytime by reaching out to me and following me on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-F-P-C. And while you're out there scrutinizing the Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at L-O underscore Patriots. Folks, I hope that you all had a great weekend, and thank you once again for kicking off your week of Patriots coverage right here on the Locked On Patriots podcast. As always, it was an eventful weekend in Foxborough. The Patriots may have had Saturday off from the practice field, but they did make a few roster moves. And I'll get into those in just a moment, as well as talking about the Patriots' return to the practice fields for a lighter practice on Sunday, but then again on Monday for a full pads football frenzy in Foxborough. (laughs) That's right. Our good friend Claire doesn't call me the Admiral of Alliteration for nothing. But we will talk about what the Patriots look like on the field and why a couple of younger members of this roster find themselves in the crosshairs of criticism. Last but certainly not least, it is becoming evident that the quarterback competition that we all thought was going to last throughout the entirety of camp is slowly but surely becoming a thing of the past. Cam Newton is definitely emerging as quarterback one for your New England Patriots. And as you probably figured out, we will be talking about Cam Newton as quarterback one of this team. We'll also be spending a little time talking about rookie safety Kyle Duggar and how his emergence throughout camp could mean big things for the Patriots defensively this year. Last but certainly not least, we will talk about those two New England Utes, as Vinny Gambini would say. I'm talking about second-year wide receiver Nikhil Harry and rookie kicker Justin Rohrwasser. Both players came into camp with high expectations, which they haven't quite lived up to just yet. Or have they? Well, those are the questions that we will be discussing today. And I say we, folks, because if you were paying attention in today's introduction, you'll know that I introduced today's pod as a Locked On Murph Monday. That's right. Your favorite and mine, the Green Master of Disaster, is back in his weekly spot. Our man Thomas Murphy drops by today's pod to lend his wisdom and counsel on these subjects. And folks, take it from me. You do not want to miss what Murph has to say. So sit tight and settle in, folks. A full agenda on today's pod. And if you're like me, as is the case each and every week, you are chomping at the bit to absorb some of Murph's green wisdom and counsel. But before I welcome in our main green man to today's pod, I just wanted to take a few moments to bring you up to speed on the latest news and notes from Foxborough. Now again, the Patriots did take the day off from the practice fields on Saturday, 
But the team did not take the day off from making news, especially when it comes to the transaction wire. As of the close of business on Saturday, the Patriots had announced that they had signed two players and released two players as well. The two new arrivals were veteran defensive tackle Xavier Williams and tight end Paul Quisenberry. And both of these players had visited New England earlier this week. Williams is a solid depth addition, and the Patriots needed some depth on the defensive line. He has spent time with the Arizona Cardinals and the Kansas City Chiefs, and indeed he was on the roster that won the Super Bowl just a year ago. Even though he didn't appear in the title game, spent time on temporary injured reserve because of a high ankle sprain, throughout his career, Williams has recorded 83 combined tackles, three sacks, as well as three forced fumbles throughout his career in both Arizona and Kansas City. Quisenberry, on the other hand, is a versatile tight end who does have the ability to play some fullback as well. He appeared in 38 contests during his time at the United States Naval Academy. That's right, folks. Bill's at it again. You know he loves his Navy guys. Total opposite of Lieutenant Kendrick and a few good men. He didn't like the Navy boys. And he told Lieutenant Caffey that playing out. Every time we gotta go someplace to fight... You fellas always give us a ride. But whether you loved Kendrick or you hated him, he was a proud Marine, and he would be proud that Quisenberry had actually decided to join the U.S. Marine Corps prior to being brought in for a free agency tryout with the Patriots earlier this week. But the Patriots obviously see something in Quisenberry here. And again, I think it's versatility. Bill Belichick, when he addressed the media Monday morning, had mentioned Quisenberry's skill set, allowing him to play the fullback position as well as the tight end position. So keep a sharp eye on this one. This has the potential to be an interesting story, folks. But because the Patriots brought in two, that means they had to get rid of two. And it was essentially a like-for-like. In came Xavier Williams on the defensive tackle position. Out goes former Patriot practice squatter Darius Kilgo. Same deal at the tight end position. Enter Paul Quisenberry, exit Alex Ellis. And much to the chagrin of myself and my good friend Steve Balistrieri, Ellis will apparently not be the white knight in Foxborough. And for the Patriots, when it came to Alex Ellis, they basically went, bye-bye, Bobby. But the Patriots weren't exactly done adding to the roster, as they would add another defensive tackle, rookie Michael Barnett from the University of Georgia, and last but certainly not least, they would add another leg to the stable. And a name that's familiar to all of you in the kicking game, no, folks, not Stephen Gostowski. Nick Folk found his way back into the Foxborough fold. And as a matter of fact, on Monday, when the Patriots put the full pads back on, both Folk and Barnett were on the field. And that field on Monday was an action-packed place to be. Starting with the quarterback position, where Cam Newton continues to be on his way to earning the starting quarterback job, folks. He once again led the team in passing game reps and had some impressive throws as he becomes more confident in this system. Now, it hasn't been all perfect for Cam the last couple of days, especially on Monday. He did have some problems with accuracy through an interception during 11-on-11 work, also had some issues with ball security, lost a fumble, and he was forced to run a penalty lap for that. But all in all, Cam looks more confident each and every day he takes the field, had a very good session on Sunday with Julian Edelman. Those two look to be on the same page. And at this stage of the game, Cam looks poised to take a strong hold on that quarterback one position. Now, one player on offense that's been particularly polarizing is wide receiver Nikhil Harry. Nikhil has missed some practices lately. There's been some question about his conditioning or his pain tolerance, and that's caused some to criticize him pretty strongly. He had a very good practice on Monday, though. Looked very good during one-on-one -on -one drills. At one point, he outleaped cornerback Juwan Williams for a back shoulder catch, something that Harry is so adept at. One of the big reasons why he was brought here, folks. He also had two touchdown grabs versus J.C. Jackson during 11-on-11s. One came on a back shoulder fade from Cam Newton, the other on a slant. 
So all in all, I think a nice rebound day for Harry on Monday. Got a chance to showcase the potential of what he can provide on the field for the Patriots. But there's still a lot of questions surrounding him, folks. Durability and conditioning are two things the New England Patriots stress above all else. If Nikhil can prove that some of these early practice hiccups were just that, bumps in the road, then he'll be fine and likely will go on to be a major contributor for the Pats offense this year. But if, in fact, Monday was just an anomaly and these questions continue to linger then Harry might be in for a pretty long training camp. And for those of you circling the wagons, ready to label him a bust, or thinking that he's going to get cut, well, keep in mind, the Patriots invested a first-round draft choice in Nikhil just last year. They're not going to cut him, not this quickly. However, it may mean that it may take a little longer for them to develop him. Is that necessarily the worst thing in the world? Well, that's just one of the questions that my man Murph and I will tackle in just a moment. I'll also go rummaging through Murph's bank of opinions when it comes to the kicking position. After all, Nick Folk was on the field on Monday. And it should be noted that Folk made four out of four field goal attempts during team drills, compared to Justin Rohrwasser's making only three of four. Do we have an official kicking competition going on in Foxborough? Well, Murph and I will discuss that one as well. In addition to Cam Newton's emergence as the leader in the quarterback clubhouse, and the impact of a rookie member of the Patriots secondary that is primed to have a big impact on the Pats defense in 2020. This and more with our main man Murph when the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. But first, over the past few months, we've all been called upon to do our part to keep each other as healthy as possible. Part of doing that has been staying home more often. And if all of us guys are being honest, we're hoping that leads to more activity behind closed doors. That's right, fellas, I'm talking about activity in the bedroom. But if you have difficulty answering that call to action, well, then the very thought of bedroom activity can be more stressful than it is scintillating. And let's face it, guys, it's not something anyone wants to talk about. After all, fellas, you can only use, but the game is on, excuse only so much. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it. With a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan possible. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with a free two-day shipping. Their entire process is straightforward and discreet, and getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL and complete an online visit. Don't be afraid to say the words. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off of your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. Patriots fans, the boys are back at it today on the Gillette Stadium practice fields. The full pads were back on on Monday, and that rather fuzzy picture of the 2020 New England Patriots, well, it's starting to get a bit clearer. Or is it? Well, folks, my guest today has some wisdom and counsel to lend on the subject. In fact, you might call it some green wisdom and counsel. Oh yeah, folks, that's right. It is that time again. Your favorite and mine, my benefactor in this business, the Count of Murphy Fisto himself, the legendary Thomas Murphy, is back for his weekly appearance here on Locked On Patriots. Thank you for coming to me in friendship and for helping me kick off the week in style here on the pod, Don Murph. Yeah, I'm starting to like uh, batting lead off here. It's it's a lot of fun. 
this way, well, this way, um, this way, Steve will come on later in the week and make fun of everything that I said today, and uh, it'll it'll give our our, our uh, number one fan, Classy Claire, something to do this afternoon. <laughs> oh, absolutely, without any question. Claire definitely there loves you when you're on, as do all of our listeners here. I have always said, you're the fan favorite, and there's a reason for that, my friend. And uh, yeah, Steve's appearance last week, we actually didn't make fun of you as much as we did uh, Alex Ellis, who is now long, no longer with the Patriots. His yeah. tenure here lasted slightly longer than Harry Ellis <laughs> and Die Hard, and we had some interesting things to say. You know, I can't use it anymore, Murph. It's gone. The I know, gone. it's gone. Bill, it's Bobby, gone. It was going to be beautiful. Right it was. <laughs> <laughs> it really would. But you know what? Bill got a Navy guy in his place. And we'll talk a little bit mm-hmm. about that as well, folks, uh, because um, it's been an eventful weekend in New England here, buddy. Uh, what else is new? You know, there's always something to talk about in Foxborough. Two new additions for the Patriots. Obviously, we talked about uh, tight end Paul Quisenberry, former Navy midshipman coming in here to uh, compete yep. for a spot no on the roster. No relation to Dan. I checked. I checked. No, no relation, no, Dan, no relation uh, to Dan. No relation to Dan. <laughs> absolutely one of the more amazing you know pitchers that uh that you'll see he does that have generation. a he does have a brother who who plays for uh god man who um i want to say texas i want to say texas he, he, he's got a brother that plays in the league somewhere oh wow okay that's good see right, that's right. a homework assignment we'll definitely go yeah, and we'll check into go, that uh, go prove me yeah. wrong people good stuff folks yeah definitely send in your comments to uh, the uh, the posting of today's show on Twitter and let us know if you're able to do any type of family <laughs> tree dinging uh, in that regard. But uh, also uh, defensive tackle Xavier Williams. I should say yep. that uh, wearing number 76 in Monday's practice today alongside, of course, Isaiah Wynn, who owns that number, is uh, another uh, defensive player, uh, Michael Barnett, out of the University of Georgia, was brought in by the Patriots over the weekend. So that defensive roster is starting to take shape a little bit. Um, there was also another addition to the roster this weekend that made his practice field re-debut and that is kicker Nick Folk. He's back in the saddle again and Murph and I will discuss the kicker situation in a bit folks in a little more in depth but where else would we start Don Murph but the quarterback position (laughs) and it's obvious that Jared Stidham is nursing an injury but it's not a debilitating one. Stid was on the field today did participate in some one-on-one drills still looked a bit tentative but he looks like he's at least moving with some comfort and i think the patriots are taking a cautious approach when it came to him but cam newton has looked anything but tentative uh he's definitely emerging as the clubhouse leader since friday taking the majority of the reps and he's developing a pretty strong bond with julian edelman murph as we start to see newton emerge as the quarterback one in your estimation what does this mean for the patriots offense not just in the immediate but moving forward was this a plan all along or do you think that there really was a chance that Stidham could have challenged um, Newton for this position, but just essentially uh, ran into some bad luck when it came to the injury bug. Um, no, it, it wasn't. It, it wasn't a, a foregone conclusion that this was going to happen. At least in 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 my estimation, Bill played this perfectly as as making this out to be a competition. And um, I, I say played as in you know just using that as a word. It was a competition. We did not know what Cam Newton was going to be when he came in here. We did not. You cannot tell from Instagram videos how healthy a person is or not. You're not going to know until you know. You get here, whether or not that surgically uh, repaired shoulder was going to hold up to the reps. Now, also, we're still not seeing a, a full complement, and we won't, of uh, how his, his arm is going to handle 
throwing the ball 30, 35 times. You know, we, we hear, well, you know, in 11-on-11s, he was 8-for-10 and with two drops. And in 7-on-7s, he was 6-for-9 with a drop and, and a pick. You, you just don't know until they get out there and until they get the pads on. And quite frankly, until uh, he takes his first hit and lands on that shoulder as to, you know, how healthy he really is. But as of right now, he looks good, and he has earned that, that number one spot. And I would have uh, put him there over Stidham, whether uh, Stid was nursing whatever injury that he is nursing at this point in time. Uh, out. And also, you know, shout out to our guy Fitzy, who had it first. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He did. And I gave him the uh, the proper credit on uh, Friday's mm-hmm. pod, both introducing him and when I spoke about uh, uh, Stidham's injury. And we went into pretty good depth on what it would mean for Stidham's development uh, with Mark Schofield on Friday. And again, I consider, right. uh, you know, Mark the quarterback whisperer. He was able to provide some great insight. But I agree with you. I think that at this point, you're looking at a guy like Cam Newton, who is developing a pretty good relationship with his uh, players. Uh, We haven't seen that shoulder tested extensively, so I do believe we will see that. Bill Belichick alluded to that uh, when he spoke to the media this morning, that this is going to be a big week. We're going to start seeing some serious type of competition on the practice field and game simulations, and I think that's going to be very impressive and very telltale when it comes to what we can expect to see in the Patriots offense this year. But again, folks, I caution you, what you're going to see on the practice field is not going to completely tip the hand when it comes to Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels. Neither one of these guys are you know, going to do that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, no. at this point, I think it's uh, it's going to be uh, you know good to get a an idea of what Cam is going to be able to do physically. But I think we're just scratching the surface on what this offense could indeed look like. So good news on the offensive side of the ball. It seems to be that the Quarterback competition is starting to, I don't want to say starting to wane, but it's looking like Cam is going to be the guy. And you alluded to this earlier. I think with both of these guys even playing at the top of their game, it was probably Cam's job to lose more so than not. But I think that Stidham legitimately had a competition. And I do point to the early part of training camp where these types of snaps were being equally distributed throughout the three quarterbacks and whether that's by design or whether that's not folks you can always start to see uh, players emerge as a coach's favorite or uh, having an idea I think there really was an an equal part I think they wanted to see what they had in Cam see what they had in Stidham and all things falling the way they have it kind of just falls into plan that uh, Cam seems to be uh, emerging as the, uh, the clubhouse leader. End of the day, we're talking about a veteran quarterback here who's taken his team to the Super Bowl and been an MVP. Um, it, it's it's a little difficult for a second-year guy, whether he knows the system well enough or not, to you know overtake somebody like that. Um, you, we've only we've already seen it once here in New England, and that guy ended up being the uh, the greatest player in the history of the sport. Um, nobody here has has ever said that. Uh, Jared Stidham was was going to rival Tom Brady, and it's just looking to play that way out right now. Absolutely, without any question. And the thing that makes me feel better about Cam, too, the more I watch him, the more footage I see on him, he's looking less at the sidelines when it comes to the completion of passes, when it comes to reading, uh, you know, the the, the Patriots, uh, uh, you know, defense at the line of scrimmage, knowing what the offensive line can do. He seems to be a lot more comfortable. He's learning more and absorbing more each and every day. That's a good sign for a guy like Cam Newton because he's picking up the playbook and he's using his instincts. And Murph, that actually, 
actually leads me quite nicely into my next question. And we're going to flip over and go to the other side of the ball when it comes to the New England Patriots. And Kyle Duggar uh, has been developing at a faster rate than most people expected, including myself. I was high on Kyle, even in the immediate aftermath of the draft. He was someone I really liked for the Patriots, but he's proving to have instincts beyond his years. And Bill Belichick also commented specifically on Kyle this morning when he spoke to the media, and he was very impressed by Kyle's instincts, his ability to pick up plays and pick things up very quickly. And that's what's been most impressive uh, about Kyle for me is his positioning. He knows just where to be. And but we know it's this is not easy to do yeah. in a New England uh, uh, you know system, no. whether it be on offense or on defense. Based on what you've seen, do you believe that Kyle is emerging as the lead candidate for the Patrick Chung role this year? I really do. I really do. And I thought this um, right out of the get go. After I saw some of his his tape, I, I I'm I'm not going to lie. He was not on my. Uh, on my draft radar whatsoever, but I went back, I talked to people, I talked to people like Mark Schofield, I talked to others that saw him at the Senior Bowl, and um, how the the kid is almost a savant in the way that he picks up um, plays. It, once once he does something, once he knows it, and he doesn't make the same mistake twice, I, I am not surprised at this at, in, in any way, shape, or form. His athletic ability is off the charts, completely off the charts. Um, I love the way he sees the football game. When I went back and looked at his Lenore Ryan freaking film, it was it was really amazing. And it's gotten to the point where you, you look past the competition that he was facing then and say, well, you know, he's just a superb athlete. No, this is a kid that, that knows exactly where he's supposed to be on every single play. We're, we are going to see some mistakes down the road uh, from him. So please, you know, remember, folks, remember where this kid came from and the fact that, you know, he's basically younger than some of the T-shirts that I have. I mean, um, it's 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 going to be a lot of fun to watch him in this in this defense and how he grows and the way in the way that his um, responsibilities are going to grow throughout the year. You're going to see them expand in a very, very big way. Um, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to see that in, in any preseason games right now. And all we're getting is some tape that, you know, Stacy is, is letting everybody um, see. And he, But, no, it, it's happening. And, no, it's, it's, it's not much of a surprise. It's a bit of one considering the fact that, you know, the, the Patriots did bring in, you know, a few guys this offseason uh, after uh, drafting Kyle. But, uh, no, I, I, I'm not shocked by it at all. Yeah, the more I'm seeing on Kyle and the more I'm absorbing when it comes to those that are in attendance, able to cover practice on a daily basis, or seeing when it comes to him, his poise, his ability to uh, command the attention of his offensive counterparts, this is not something that's easy to do for a rookie in a Patriots system. Kyle's taking to it like a fish out of water, and he's versatile. He's all over the field. Uh, he's someone yep. with a very high motor, uh, but at the same time, he has the ability to do things that the Patriots 
really endear themselves toward when it comes to the strong safety position. And that's essentially covering tight ends, being able to come up and play that hybrid linebacker role, play in the middle of the field, drop back, be a defensive back. He has that versatility that allows him to be that type of Swiss Army knife that the Patriots need and covet in a Patriots defense. Uh, You mentioned guys that were brought in, one that I've been very high on, and I still maintain uh, my my fandom, I guess is a better way to put it, Uh, but I still maintain my confidence in a guy like Adrian Phillips, so I know I haven't seen the the practice fields all that much lately. Uh, I got a DM over the weekend that said, oh, you may want to consider that reconsider that stance your boy Phillips is getting played out by uh, uh, by Kyle Duggar and I consider that a good thing knowing that Kyle Duggar is coming in here and is able to assume that role I think he will assume that role but that's not to right. say that I don't think Phillips Phillips has a spot on this team, even if it's the third safety. And I still think he has a shot at being that second safety on the field initially because of the experience he has or has had in Los Angeles on the football field this year. I think that's going to be needed. But the emergence of a guy like Kyle Duggar is encouraging, and it shows that the Patriots had a good amount of faith in this kid. And he's really rewarding that faith on the field. The high draft capital they surrendered to get him is something that the Patriots, uh, you know, uh, definitely, I believe, glad that they did. But not everybody that they invested high draft capital on in the 2020 NFL draft is paying dividends so far. And Murph and I will discuss that because we've discussed some of the pleasantries, my friend. But there are still question marks. And two of those question marks in particular are a bit surprising, at least to me. Not in a good way, necessarily, either. In just a moment, Murph and I will continue to discuss Nikhil Harry and his struggles throughout camp so far. And also, could the hot new camp competition be brewing at the kicking position? Our answer to this question and more when the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Pats fans, Thomas Murphy joins me today. And Murph, in today's previous segment, we talked about the emergence of guys like Cam Newton and Kyle Duggar. And we talked about their roles in the Patriots offense and defense and how it will shape the way this team looks heading forward into 2020. But one player that is getting his share of criticism is Nikhil Harry at the wide receiver position. And that's from both the fans and even the media. Um, Now, Nikhil was expected to come in this year and show two things. Good health was one and growth at the position, not necessarily physical growth, but logistical growth, meaning his game on the field. And Nikhil has missed some practices. Um, Let's not forget that he had a late start to his rookie year last year as well. He began 2019 on injured reserve, very well publicized. I think that made it very difficult to nearly impossible for him to get up the speed with an offense run by Tom Brady in the second half of that season last year. He now seems to be a step behind guys like Damir Bird, who famously took Harry's spot on Friday and working uh, with the hurry-up drills with Brian Hoyer, and a lot of people were quick to criticize him on that. It should be noted that Nikhil was back on the field on Monday. In fact, uh, according to those in attendance, he had a nice beat of cornerback Juwan Williams uh, for a twisting back shoulder catch on a throw from Cam Newton in one-on-one drills. That's essentially what Nikhil Harry is paid to do. He's paid to make those hotly contested, tough catches, uh, athletic catches, and I think that he has the ability to do that as well as anyone on this roster, maybe even better than anyone on this roster. Murph, the talent is there with this kid. I've seen it, and we've all seen it back in his days with Arizona State and flashes of it in New England. But for some reason, it just doesn't seem to all be coming together as quickly as we'd like. 
I think the criticism of him is a little unfair, but in your estimation, should Patriots fans be worried about Nikhil Harry? Yes, without a doubt. And I don't think the criticism is, is unfair. Um, it, it's this is um, this is a sport that that famously you know beats you up and takes you out. And if you are not the the type of individual to play through, you know, um, my my coach used to say that uh, there's a difference between pain and injury. And it's starting to look to me anyway that Nikhil Harry isn't somebody who deals with pain well at all. And uh, I am starting to worry about it. I'm, I'm worried about any wide receiver that has to feel perfect to get on the field. And to me, looking from the outside in, that might be the that might really be the uh, the downfall of this kid. He's he's not. Don't get me wrong, folks. He, he's not in, in danger of being cut. They're, they they aren't going to cut a first round pick. Um, at this point in time, but it's, it's really looking like my outrage of the fact that, you know, he was taken over Debo Samuel, um, really, really, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, prophetic. It's, it's, uh, I'm not liking this at all. Uh, he missed most of camp last year. He ended up on IR. Tom Brady is somebody that, um, that uh that worships a work ethic and if you don't have it then he's you know he basically is going to tune you out this guy is is not showing that so far when other wide receivers were working out late with cam newton uh after practice no he wasn't there and i I really want to know why i i want to know is is this man injured or is he just hurt and having a difficult time working past pain yeah, I think it's a valid concern. Uh, and again, I do think that some of the criticism that's been levied on him is a bit unfair. And I'll go into that in a moment. But look, you do have a valid argument, in my opinion. When he came back to the practice fields over the weekend, he caught as many passes during dream team drills as he had drops. That's one each. Yep. He was unable to generate consistent separation. That's something that he is predicated on doing, something that someone in his role needs to do in order to be an effective wide receiver. And the other concern is that he looked physically exhausted near the end of that session. That's why Demir Bird jogged on the field and ended up taking those reps. Demir was taking the same amount of reps that Nikhil was, so it's not like Demir yep. was, had fresh legs and wasn't practicing and all of a sudden just kind of came in and was the sub. He was doing the same amount of work that Nikhil was, and uh, you know Nikhil was over there being looked at by a trainer, and Demir Bird comes in and is able to uh, you know run the hurry-up drills without any sort of uh, physical limitation. So I do understand where you're coming from on that with regard to a kid like Nikhil and I think we've seen this so many times with first round draft capital especially with Bill Belichick's track record for not being able to draft effectively when it comes to wide receivers I think in a lot of ways Nikhil has had a lot put on his shoulders and I'm not saying that he shouldn't because you're a first round pick you need to have that type of expectation put on you in order to be a great player but He started the season last year on injured reserve. Uh, The fact that he was not able to get on the field during preseason, not able to get on the field during the opening part of the season, did have a detrimental effect. And I think it it wrecked his confidence a little bit. In a lot of ways, I think what we're going to see with Nikhil is maybe him brought along a little bit slower than we had originally anticipated. That's why I think guys like... 
Jacoby Myers, who was out on the uh, was uh, out but limited on the field today. Guys like uh, Julian Edelman, even someone like a Damir Bird, even maybe my main man Gunnar Rochelle. You got it. Getting a lot of praise this year out there might be the workhorses of this uh, you know team and. And Nikhil might have to be brought along a little bit slower, but I still think that there's a lot of talent there. You look at what he's been able to do on the field when healthy, when locked in. He's able to go up, make contested catches by all stretch of the imagination. He worked with wide receivers coaches this year. Uh, he worked with the footwork king. I mean, there's a lot of different uh, elements to what he did to try to make himself better. So I think the desire is there. And ultimately, if this is a, a, a situation where it comes down to physicality, that's something he needs to work on. And he needs to correct it. But at least those are correctable traits rather than maybe something where his head's just not in it or he's not able to, uh, uh, to to answer the bell. I think physicality can be something that can be overcome. But maybe I'm looking through it with rose-colored glasses, but still have a lot of faith in this kid, and I'd like to see him be yeah. something more than what he's been. But, but that does bring me into the last question that I have for you today. And uh, one of the bigger stories coming out of training camp thus far has been the kicking situation. Justin Rohrwasser seemed to have the faith of the Patriots brass. Uh, they used valuable draft capital on him. Most believed he could have been selected in later rounds or even snagged as an undrafted free agent. Patriots used a fifth rounder on him. And after about a week's absence from meaningful kicks in practice, uh, after dealing with what appeared to be an injury late in the week, Justin was brought back kicking live field goals over the weekend and his return really wasn't a highlight uh he made two of four attempts during team drills albeit against the narrower goal posts we talked about skinny those post. last week folks the yep. skinny posts as opposed to the the the, the big boy posts <laughs> and also he had some errant attempts when working on the side earlier during the session so he shanked a few of them his accuracy has been off i don't want to make it seem like it's just a distance or anything like that given Rohrwasser's recent miscues it wasn't really shocking that the team decided to re-sign veteran Nick Folk. Um, maybe the fact that they brought Folk back in was the surprise, but I don't think it really made anyone's shock list that the Patriots would bring in a kicker at this point, at least if no other reason than to push Rawlwasser a little bit. Murph, in your estimation, when it comes to the leg of this team this year, are the Patriots in trouble, or do you think that Justin's struggles are more injury-related than a potential mistake made by Bill in drafting him in the fifth round this year? Yeah, no, I, I don't think it was a mistake. I mean, there were other people. I was not happy with the pick at all whatsoever. Um, but, you know, Bill has, you know, Bill is Bill, and he did what he did. And But, no, I, I do believe that this is injury-related. I don't think it's a case of the yips. I don't think it's uh, – jitters from you know your first pro job i don't think it's you know him worried about talking to the press about a tattoo that he did or didn't have removed i have no idea um and it's it's no th this is injury related and i don't think that we would have seen uh the depth chart here extended if it wasn't I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. And look, the fact that they brought in Nick Falk as the guy that was supposedly going to push him out for the job, to me, mm. is evidence in and of itself. And I'm not knocking Nick Falk, folks. Probably, no. I think he came in, did a very serviceable job last year. He made catches outside of his comfort He made catches. He made kicks, excuse me, outside of his comfort zone. And I think he was 
able to answer the call that was very difficult. He had to come in, replace Stephen Gostowski, who is still out there, by the way, folks. If uh, you know, for those of you that may think that uh, you know the Patriots are just willing to, I saw a couple of tweets over the weekend. That's it. They're going to cut Rohrwasser, folks. They're not going to cut him. I'm sorry no. to tell you that. No. Whether you dislike the guy or whether you don't, they're not going to cut him. Look, there's a lot there. Um, Rohrwasser went 18 of 21 on field goal attempts while serving as Marshall's kickoff specialist. This is what he was designed to do when he came in. The 53-yard game-winning field goal in the rain against Western Kentucky is his hallmark. That's what he's going to hang his hat on. That's what Bill Belichick saw. He saw the work ethic when it came to him being able to work out one of the few players that was able to work out for a pro day before COVID shut everything down really made... I think this Patriots grass, look at this kid as the potential uh, fit for the future. I do think he's nursing an injury, and I think that even though he doesn't seem to be limited by it, it can limit you in ways that are invisible to the, the, the untrained or the naked eyes. So in a lot of respects, I think you'll see his leg get stronger. It doesn't shock me to see Nick Folk come in here. Is he pressing him to end up being the starter? And meaning that Rohrwasser is going to end up out of a job. I, I highly doubt that, folks. I really highly doubt that. I think he's being brought in to maybe inject a little bit of life into this kid, but also to help lessen the load and allow Justin Rohrwasser to heal that right. leg and allow him to be able to, uh, to move forward. But I think he's your kicker of the future, and I, I don't see the Patriots letting go of him uh, or you know cutting bait this quickly. Uh, Bill Belichick will do what's best for the football team. He doesn't care about aesthetics, folks, but I can tell you he does value a fifth-round draft pick, and if Bill used one on him, there was something there to allow him to see what he needed to be. Murph, what as, can as I say? Somebody who, who <laughs> dealt a lot with, with kicker, it doesn't even have to be a leg injury that is, is, is screwing up your timing or your uh, your abilities. Uh, it, That's a good point. It, it, it could be, it, it, we could be dealing with a, with an abdominal injury or an injury to, you know, a, a shoulder or a glute. It, it, it doesn't even have to be his kicking leg that's bothering him to have these things happen. This kid is a fantastic kicker, and uh, he's going to straighten out, and for, he's going to be here for the next decade. Yeah, agreed, and I... Uh... I, I'm so glad that you mentioned the fact that this does not have to be a leg injury. Uh, we haven't received any type of headway as to what injury he's uh, uh, he's fighting at this point, or even if he is. Uh, we believe he is. Right. It looks like that. But uh, there's been no confirmation from the team because, Murph, as we all know, the, the Patriots are so forthcoming when it comes to information like this. They're just <laughs> an open book. They, they just can't wait to give you all of the information that you need and then some. But no, all kidding aside, folks, uh, I, I do believe he's here for the long haul much like my good friend on the other end of the microphone and you know Murph another week and we didn't we didn't we weren't at each other's throats we disagreed a little bit when it came to the yeah, Harry, bit. but we share the same yeah a little but a little bit. Bit. bookmark this disagreed, one disagreed a little bit a little bit you know you know a little, a little bit. bit but uh no nah, in any case uh, uh we did disagree a little but uh we still have the same concerns when it comes to Nikhil but buddy you lend your wisdom and counsel like no other that's why your family here at locked on patriots that's why i'm always honored and humbled to have you join me folks once again you should already be doing this but for any of our new listeners follow my good friend that count of murphy fisto himself on twitter at tmurf207 his columns, his insight, including the Monster Keys, which are soon to make a return, only 17 days away from the start of regular season, folks. It's absolutely amazing. But anything this man has to say on football, or really in life in general, it's point, click, and learn material. 
Murph's work is proudly found on DieHardBostonSportsFans.com, so be sure to check it out there. And, of course, never miss an episode of One Patriot's Place with Murph and our great weekly mutual friend, Steve Balistrieri. Buddy, thank you again. Honored and humbled always by your presence. That's it, man. Thank you so much for having me here. Always, you know, happy to be here. Hope to help the ball club. And, yeah, Steve and I will be back on the air next week. Absolutely, and it's appointment listening, One Patriot's Place. Next to this one, of course, folks, my favorite listen. Thanks, my good man. Have a good week. Stay safe, stay well. We look forward to talking to you again next week. You too. Go Pats. And so, Patriots fans, one day down here on the work week, but the action is just beginning. The Patriots starting to amp things up on the practice fields. And when it comes to the potential talent across the board on the Patriots roster this year, we've only begun to scratch the surface. So to make sure that you do not miss a single second of the action, make sure to subscribe to the Locked On Patriots podcast on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. Download Locked On Patriots wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, I'm Mike DeBate. I thank my good friend Thomas Murphy for his time, his insight, and his appearance on today's pod. But most of all, I thank you so much for listening and for staying locked into Locked On Patriots. Stay safe, stay well, continue to be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone.